make a commitment to stop the thing that is destroying you and start the thing that's going to build you. Welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. Hey guys, welcome to the Bedros Coolian Show. My name is Bedros Coolian. Today we've got a great show teed up for you, and this is for all of you who have your chips on the table. In other words, all the chips are down. You've hit rock bottom. What do you do next? And uh, this is actually a show that was inspired by a gentleman I met in Plantation, Florida, just outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, I was working out at a UFC gym out there in Plantation, Florida. Shout out to all of you in Fort Lauderdale and Plantation. And uh, this gentleman came up to me and he's like, dude, I read your book and I listened to your podcast and I want to let you know that just a few years ago, I had hit rock bottom and all the chips were down. I was like, dude, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, I was in the military and I was a um, field medic. And then I got out of the military and I became a nurse at a hospital. But as they started to get everyone to take that COVID-19 vaccine, I chose not to. And so I had to quit my nursing job at the hospital. And so I found myself in a position where I gained weight debt and unsure of my path and purpose and started to really get down and depressed and anxious. And he showed me a picture on his phone. And I think if memory serves right, he was like, like 280, 290 pounds. And then he showed me his current picture and you could see abs coming out. I mean, he had dropped probably a good 40 pounds or so, 50 pounds. And he's He's, I think, halfway through Andy Frasilla's 75 hard right now. And he's like, man, between listening to Andy's show and your show and reading your book, like this thing is like I've transformed my life. I got myself out of rock bottom. And I got to thinking that rock bottom isn't just a place that you're at if you're addicted to drugs, if you're addicted to alcohol. When we think about rock bottom, it's typically a byproduct of drugs or alcohol, something went wrong because of an addiction, everything around you fell apart, your work, your family, your health, your sense of mission and purpose, and you are just at the very bottom of addiction. And as Lauren here said a second ago, <clears throat> when you're at that place, you can't see 10 feet ahead of you. When someone's like, here's the first step, you're like, I can't even see the first half step, let alone the first step. And so I wanted to make this video, this episode, this podcast for you guys, because I, I think I can help those of you that are stuck in rock bottom, where your chips are all out, and you don't know what to do next. And it doesn't matter if it's a byproduct of a vice, an addiction, alcohol, or if it's a series of bad decisions. Maybe you listen to the show and you know what you should be doing, but you're not waking up on time. You're hitting the snooze button. You're not working out. You're screen sucking too much. You are not drinking your water. You're not getting sunlight. You're not exercising. You're not eating right. You're not surrounding yourself with positive, success-minded people. 
you instead hit the vape pen. Maybe there's alcohol. Maybe there's a string of bad decisions. Maybe you're just lazy. Whatever it is that got you to rock bottom, whatever it is that got you to this place of where all the chips are down, there is a way out. But when you're there, it's hard to see the top of the staircase. Hell, it's hard to see that first step, isn't it? And I share that with you because after meeting this gentleman in Plantation, Florida, at that UFC gym, I realized that rock bottom shows up in many ways in people's lives, man. It, it could be a byproduct of, of a life ambush, you know? My friend Jason Redman calls it a life ambush. You know, if you know his story, he's a, he's a retired Navy SEAL. He got himself a Purple Heart after getting shot up while in Iraq. He was shot across the body, through the face, blew out his orbital plate. He was shot in the arm. It took nearly 40 surgeries over a two and a half year period to piece Jason back together again. From a titanium faceplate to all the different skin grafts. He found himself in a life ambush, right? He and his Navy SEAL buddies <clears throat> are the predators. They're the ones going to get the bad guys on that particular mission. But instead, he finds himself on the X. Now, Jason's got a strong mindset and he's got a strong support system. And if you know anything about Jason, if you read any of his, his two books, you know that he overcame and persevered through. The best thing you can do is to get off the X of ambush. But life ambushes can come in many ways. Maybe you come home and the spouse is like, hey, I want a divorce. Maybe you get a phone call, mom and dad got into a car accident. Maybe a string of bad decisions in business put you in a massive debt. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, the traumas that you haven't healed from as a kid are constantly haunting and haunting and haunting you. And you're at a place where you can only use alcohol and drugs to escape the pain. And the more you do that, the greater the addiction and dependency grows. And you find yourself hiding your addictions from your family, from your boss, from your coworkers, from your business partners. I don't know how rock bottom shows up for you, but I can tell you there's a way out. And that's what this episode is about. So I want to tell you something. Back in 2012, 2013, in that era, <clears throat> I found myself in my own version of a rock bottom. All the chips were out. They were all down. I had nothing more. Now, at that time, I'd launched Fit Body Bootcamp a year earlier. I had underestimated how much work it would take to launch a successful business. And so the 80 some odd thousand dollars we spent to franchise was just a fraction of what was needed to continue to grow the Fit Body Bootcamp brand. It is not the mega franchise that it is today. Back then, we had a handful of locations. Back then, we didn't have processes and systems. Back then, we didn't have the predictable marketing strategies. Back then, we didn't have operation teams, compliance teams, sales teams, leadership teams like we do today. Today, Fit Body Bootcamp thrives as a byproduct of having persevered through the adversity that was laid at my feet. Some as a byproduct of me underestimating exactly what it would take to launch a successful 
mega brand and some as a byproduct of really stupid decisions on my part. And I have to own up to those. And so when we didn't have enough money to continue to grow, I had to refinance the house. I had to pull money out on my house. And you could imagine what that would do to your relationship with your spouse. If you're constantly pulling money on the house, throwing it into a business that's just eating up that money and demanding more to continue to grow and you don't know how much more it needs and where you're going to find the rest of that money. But if you don't feed it, it is the end. And so I had gotten to a place of burnout. By the time two and a half years had gone by after launching Fit Body Bootcamp, I'd gotten to a place of burnout where I was just in debt. I was constantly stressed and anxious. Me and my business partner who started Fit Body Bootcamp at the time were at each other's throat. And quite honestly, I didn't see a way out. And I think that's what rock bottom is. It's when you don't see a way out. Rock bottom is the absence of hope. <clears throat> and only looking back now, I realize what had happened was I had given up. I had given up in growing Fit Body Bootcamp and I had, I guess, subconsciously committed to the idea that I will let it all erode. Now, if you read my book, Man Up, another year after this period, I had a massive panic attack, right? Remember, I told you in my book that I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought that at age 38, 11 years ago from today, at age 38, I thought I was having a heart attack and I was dying. What I didn't realize was this was the first of many panic attacks. And it was because I was so overwhelmed, I couldn't see 10 feet in front of me in terms of a decision to make that was going to give me any kind of hope to resurrect Fit Body Bootcamp, to write the wrongs, to be able to get the business on track without having to keep selling assets. Hell, I had a 2011 Nissan GTR. At the time, that was my dream car. I bought that Nissan GTR, literally drove it to SP Engineering out here off the 60 freeway in LA and spent another $25,000 getting that bad boy souped up, man. Downpipes, cat, exhaust, fuel injectors, air intake, the Cobb tune, and a whole bunch of other shit that end up putting the price point of that new GTR at about $120,000. Only to have to sell it at a massive deficit, at a massive loss six months later because I had so much debt that had accumulated. Because in that time, my quarterly taxes and payroll were due in the same month and I realized there's no more money I can take out of my house. Payroll and quarterly taxes are due. And the only way I can make both of those happen is if I sell this dream car that I bought. And that's exactly what I did. And I sold it for a big loss. And it was a massive regret at the time, but it was the only decision I could make. 
And so I share this with you because there was a time I was just waiting for everything to collapse around me. And it doesn't make me happy to say this, and it's not, I'm not something that I'm proud of here, but I would literally sit in my Chevy Tahoe and listen to Howard Stern, and he would, you know, he had a great show. If y'all ever listen to Howard Stern, you know he's a great radio personality, and he would entertain me. And looking back now, I realize all I was doing was just waiting out the collapse of my relationship, of my health, because I wasn't sleeping at night. I was always anxious. I would go to the gym and instead of working out, I would just do a couple of reps and then go back to my truck and then just fall asleep in the parking lot. I wasn't eating right, I was emotionally eating. And so I'd found myself that everything's about to fall apart. My health, my relationship, my money, my business, my mindset. And so I was just entertaining myself with Howard Stern. Like what an unfortunate way to give up, right? Lucky for me, he had, a, he had a guest on the show and Howard Stern was interviewing this guy named Howard Wasden. Howard Wasden had, and the year was probably, I don't know, 2013. Well, just two years earlier, Howard, Howard Wasden had written a book called Memoirs of a Navy SEAL Sniper or maybe it's memoirs of an elite Navy SEAL sniper. And as it turns out, Howard Wozen was a member of SEAL Team 6 during that time of Black Hawk Down in Africa. And he was a sniper out there in Mogadishu. And he's being interviewed by Howard Stern, and I'm paying attention, and I'm like, man, this guy's got a book. And then Howard Stern says, guys, if you like the stuff we're talking about here and you want to read a really good book, you ought to go buy his book. Well, listen, man, I'm a Howard Stern fan and Howard Stern makes a recommendation. I'm going to go do it. He recommended a book. I liked the interview. I went and bought Howard Stern, uh, Howard Wozen's book on the spot. Started my Tahoe, went to Barnes and Nobles, bought the book, started reading it. Now, keep in mind, every day I'm sitting in my truck just waiting for the imminent collapse of Fit Body Boot Camp, of my life, of my relationship. My physique was already gone. I'd put on like 35 pounds in that time. I looked like a pear. If you wonder why I'm always up your ass about doing something to get yourself back in shape, it's because fitness is the gateway drug. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But as I'm reading Howard Wozniak's book, I realize that what these guys go through as they are becoming Navy SEALs is nowhere near the stress. At least my stress, I should say, is nowhere near the stress that they were going through. Now, I had chosen to be an entrepreneur. They had made the choice to become Navy SEALs. I was going through my own version of a suck. They were going through their own version of a suck. The difference was that once they become a Navy SEAL, they're deployed to war. They can lose their life. The decisions they make are very costly. There is no correction from some of the mistakes they make, right? And so as I'm reading his book, I'm learning all about leadership. I'm learning about prioritizing 
like literally taking all the things you need to do and prioritize them from the highest level of priority to the lowest level of priority and then executing on it. I'm learning how to communicate. I'm learning what a mission is, not just a mission as in battle, but what is my mission as an entrepreneur? When was the last time I shared my vision and my mission for Fit Body Bootcamp for this baby little company that I had built with my team? I hadn't. Back then, you asked me, hey, how many locations do you want? I would have said a lot. Well, when do you want them by? As soon as possible. That's not a vision. That's not a mission, right? A proper mission is I want 2,500 locations by the year 2025. And these are the things we're going to do, our daily mission steps that we're going to take to get there. I didn't know any of that stuff. Turns out I was a horrible leader, and it was the poor leadership decisions I had made that had got me into most of the financial crisis that I was dealing with. And there I was experiencing rock bottom, now reading a book by Howard Wozden, recommended by Howard Stern, and realizing that if I take some of the advice from this man's book and apply it to my business, I just might be able to course correct this path that I'm on, both physically mentally, relationally, and in business. Now, remember I said in his book, Howard Wozen talked about prioritizing as SEALs, as warriors, they prioritize what they're going to do on their mission, right? Everything can't be a priority. So you got to say, okay, this is a top priority. This is the second, this is the third, this is the fourth. And I realized, all right, well, I don't have a lot of control right now. And so I'm, as I'm reading this book, I realize the highest priority that I have right now is getting myself back in shape. Why? Because it is the only thing I have 100% control over. Didn't have any control on the home front, right? I can control what I do from that point forward, but I don't know how my wife would feel. I didn't have any control in terms of the business side of things, not finite, immediate control where I could flip a lever, lever and, and get a result. So I found myself saying, well, what is the thing that I have the highest level of control over? My fitness. All right, fat boy, get fit again. Because that I can control. I can decide how many times a week I work out. I can decide how I eat. I can decide how intense my workouts are. I can decide exactly what I'm going to do to build the muscle, burn the fat, and no one's gonna stop me. There is no secondary person that's gonna make a decision where my fitness is concerned. It's all me. And there isn't a delay in terms of making a decision and then seeing the outcome later, like there is in business. Because you know this, you can walk into the gym, have an awesome workout for 45 minutes, Walk out feeling like you're the fucking king of the world, right? Like that is amazing. Then in 45 minutes, you completely changed how you feel, how you think, how you process. You gave yourself hope. And so every day, I continued to work on my fitness while I also worked on my business. And by stacking that confidence, those wins in the gym, as the scale went down in weight, as the strength and endurance went up in the gym, 
as my body got leaner, as I changed my shape and got wider shoulders, wider back and narrower waist again, I started to feel a sense of great hope in just a matter of 30 days. And so when I'm up your ass telling you that if you are in a rock bottom place in life, all the chips are down, you don't know what to do. And you go, why does B constantly say, get your ass in shape? Because fitness is the gateway drug to the higher self. When you start working out, you immediately start releasing dopamines and endorphins. You start feeling better. You start feeling hopeful. And when you feel hopeful, you can ride that wave after that workout into your work. It's no coincidence that some of my best workouts have led to some of my best business ideas. It's no coincidence that some of my best workouts have led to my, some of my best business decisions. It is no coincidence that some of my best workouts have led to some of my best podcast episodes. The reason for that is because when you're working out, you have absolute control. You put that phone away, you come in there with a plan of attack, you had your coffee, you had your protein, you had your oatmeal ahead of time, and you attack that workout like a motherfucker. You do that for 30 days straight, and I promise you, you will see daylight in terms of rock bottom. But instead, I think what most people do is when they hit rock bottom, when all the chips are down, they find a shovel and they start digging more. Like, you know what? I know this is rock bottom, but I think I can dig myself into a deeper hole. I'll continue to not work out. I'll continue to not get sleep. I won't get sunlight. I will eat like an idiot. I'll keep drinking. I'll keep addicted to the vape, to whatever drugs. I'll keep rubbing one out to, to pornography. How long will you use those escapes when you're at rock bottom until you decide to make a really bad decision? And that's what this guy in Plantation, Florida was telling me. He was like, dude, I was ready to check out. Do you understand that? I don't know where you guys are in life right now. I don't know if you're at rock bottom. I don't know if you're about there. I don't know if you've been hanging out there for a time. And I don't know if it's a byproduct of alcohol, addiction to drugs. I don't know if it's a byproduct of a relationship gone bad or a business collapse, or you've just been trying to do everything wrong because you are just focused on sabotaging your life because you refuse to heal from your shit from when you were a kid. How long will you stay here? And how long until you decide that you're going to check out like this guy was about to? And this episode was literally inspired by him. It was inspired by him for you. It was inspired by him for you to share it with others who might be hitting rock bottom, who might not know what to do. So let's talk about that. Here you are. All the chips are down. You've hit rock bottom. What do you do? Simple. First of all, take inventory. Life is never as bad it's never as bad as we think it is. Because if you are listening to this episode, if you're watching this show on YouTube, you're already at an advantage. Why? You have life. Dead people don't have any options. Living people do. You have life. 
That means you have options. You may not have hope yet, but you have options. One option is to make a commitment to stop the thing that is destroying you and start the thing that's going to build you. That is where you start. That's the commitment I made, that I was gonna start working out like a savage again, because man, I'm a personal trainer, right? I'm a personal trainer by trade for over 25 years. How did I let myself put on 35 pounds of fat, let all the muscle atrophy to the point where I was wearing baggy clothes when I was making videos. If you were on YouTube, go back to my, some of my older videos, you'll see the chunky cheeks. You'll see me making videos from the, from the neck up because I was embarrassed to show my body. Like, what a hypocrite. How am I starting a fitness business, yet I'm 35 pounds over fat? But that's where you start. If you're at rock bottom, you have to make a commitment to do one thing. And that one thing is to start the thing that's going to build you and to stop one thing that's destroying you. For me, it was to start working out like a savage and to stop binge eating at night. That's when I would binge eat. Three to five nights a week, I would be stressed, overwhelmed, and I would stand at the buffet, that center little island in the kitchen in my house, and I would open up the bag of bagels. I would take out the cream cheese from the fridge and I would crack a bagel in half and I would dip it in the cream cheese and eat it. Three, four, five bagels and cream cheese a night. How much fat does all that processed carbohydrates and fat that you're eating put on you? How much guilt and shame did I feel the next morning? Fuck, let's be honest. After I got that dopamine hit, after eating three, four, or five bagels and cream cheese, just standing there at the buffet, I would feel such guilt immediately. I would feel such regret immediately. The next morning, I'm like, man, I'm a piece of shit. Hey guys, quick interruption to the Bedros Coolian Show. I want to remind you about the Trulian Wellness Shot. I created the Trulian Wellness Shot because I wanted a product that was going to help you boost your immune system and fight off inflammation in your gut, in your joints, in your body so that you are healthy, you don't get sick, and you live an awesome life. Trulian Wellness Shots have these nine ingredients that are going to absolutely help fight off inflammation and boost your immune system. Vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, ginger, turmeric, echinacea, B12, cayenne pepper, and black pepper. And every single packet is checked for heavy metals because our ingredients are top quality and we use nothing but top quality because we cut no corners. So you can use my name, Bedros, at Trulene.com and get 50% off your Trulene Tribe subscription. You not only get 50% off your first order, you also get free shipping. You get a 30-day unconditional money-back guarantee so that if you don't like the product for some reason, which we have yet to meet anyone who don't like the product, we will give you your money back, no questions asked, and we will shake hands and part ways as friends. And of course, $1 of every order goes to Shriner Children's Hospital, which is a hospital system that I've been helping and supporting for over 12 years. They provide medical procedures, medical services, surgeries to children whose families can't afford these procedures. So go to Trulene.com, use code word Bedros, join the Trulene tribe you get 50 percent off your first order and then 20 percent off your recurring monthly orders after that back to the show i mean if you're vibrating at such a low frequency right if you if you go to google and you do a google search for the human energy frequency chart you're going to see this pyramid and at the very bottom of that pyramid 
the lowest frequency that you could vibrate vibrate at is guilt, shame, regret. That's where I was vibrating at. In the middle of that pyramid, as the frequency levels go higher, there's acceptance. And that is the next thing you do. You accept that you're rock bottom and you accept that you're going to have to make one change, which is to do something that's gonna build you and to stop something that's destroying you. And at the very top of that pyramid is self-actualization. At the very top is bliss, happiness, joy, the highest of frequencies. And that's really what it takes to get out of rock bottom. It's not a complex plan. Your complex mind wants to make it a complex plan so that you could further overwhelm yourself and stay at rock bottom. But the reality is you pick the one thing and you do it for 30 days. In my case and in most of your cases, start working out again. I mean, work out right and eat right. Work out to build muscle and burn fat. Work out to get abdominal definition. Work out to look like a fucking savage of a human being. Work out so you don't look like a pear or a pumpkin anymore with gelatinous titties that I could slap around and milk. And when you do that for 30 days straight, you have absolute control over what you eat, what you drink, how you sleep, your workouts. You're going to put your phone away when you're crushing the weights. You're going to get your cardio in if you need it. Or you can superset like I do with minimal rest. And then you're going to stop the one thing that's destroying you as you're doing the one thing that is building you for those 30 days. And for me, it was the bagels and cream cheese three to five nights a week. And guess what happened next? All of a sudden, day after day, like from day one, you're going to feel hopeful because you're going to have such an awesome workout. You're going to walk out of that gym feeling like you're fucking 20 feet tall. Like, all right, feel good about myself. I made a commitment to do something. I have absolute control over that thing. I did it exactly as I committed. I'm a fucking savage. What else can I crush today while I'm on this endorphin high? That is where the gateway is. That is why I say fitness is the gateway drug. Fitness is what will get you out of rock bottom. Because when you are working out consistently, to the point where you're getting actual visible results, results that you could measure on a body fat test, results that you could see on a scale, guess what's happening? You're deploying the four most important things that people can use to climb out of any bad situation. Consistency, focus, delayed gratification, and discipline. Because it'll take consistency, focus, delayed gratification and discipline for you to eat right every day, go to the gym every day, bring the fucking thunder every day, for you to go to sleep on time, for you to get that sunlight, do the things that are gonna build the muscle, burn the fat for 30 days. It takes those four things. And in 30 days, those four things are gonna become a new habit that you can now deploy in business. You can deploy in your relationship. You can deploy in your business partnerships. At work, if you have a job, you all of a sudden feel hope on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. Before you know it, 90 days have gone by. And you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to start 
tearing away some other addictions that I have, some other dependencies. And maybe that's when you stop doing the occasional drinking, the social drinking. By the way, all these fucking people that are busting my balls about what's wrong with the occasional drinking. If I said that I would, could listen, listen to me. November 12th of 2022, I stopped social drinking. I was never an alcoholic. I was never a drink a few beers or wines at night. A couple of times a month, I would have a couple of cocktails at a dinner or after a speaking gig at the meet and greet to just kind of take the edge off, right? I would have a vodka and pineapple juice. But as I got into my later 40s, I'm 49 now, even a couple of cocktails made me foggy headed the next morning. Even a couple of cocktails would give me indigestion. I was unable to sleep. And quite honestly, even a couple of cocktails took away the beautiful veins on my body and I would lose definition for a day or two because alcohol is poison and it makes you retain water and bloat. And the act of your body trying to purge the poison out makes your body look like a sack of wet ricotta cheese. And so... When I decided to quit alcohol, even just occasional drinking, dude, people were like, oh, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Well, then, you know, it's okay on occasion, right? You know, we can live a little, right? No, I don't want to live a little like that, where I need a dependency on alcohol to take the edge off. No one is out there drinking it for the taste of it. Let's be honest. You're not drinking alcohol for the taste of it. You're drinking it for how it makes you feel. It makes you feel like your problems don't exist. It makes you feel like you're escaping from what's haunting you. It makes you feel like the trauma that you were dealing with is not there at the moment. But what you feel later is regret. What you feel later is foggy. What you feel later is like a fat fuck. And I can't understand why people will bust balls about the fact that, well, why don't you just have a beer? Why don't you just have one cocktail? It's not going to hurt anybody. Because if I said, hey, man, on November 12th, I stopped fentanyl, you wouldn't be like, well, you know, have a little bit of fentanyl. It's okay. Right? You would never do that. But somehow, because alcohol is legal by the fucking oppressive system, the opposition that is trying to control and get compliance over you, you're like, it's legal. It's fine. How is it legal to drink alcohol and it's not legal in some states to smoke weed, right? Like, think about that. Like, there was a time just a few years back that most states, you can buy weed legally, yet you could drink alcohol because it's a big business. They have lobbies that they lobby the big government. And how does that end up? Well, it ends up like this. Money in the pockets of politicians who then legalize alcohol that after a couple drinks put you in a position to get a DUI, put you in a position to make a bad decision with alcohol. And I'm not here to do a whole diatribe on alcohol. I did a whole fucking episode why you ought to quit alcohol. But what I'm telling you is that when you make that commitment for those 30 days to start getting after your fitness, to do that one thing, that one thing that's going to build you, get after your fitness, and then do the one thing that's destroying you 
And I don't care what that one thing is, but get rid of it. Could be alcohol, could be food, but just pick one of the many things that are holding you at rock bottom. You do that for 30 days, man, and you are gonna fucking find a new version of yourself. And that's gonna give you the confidence and the courage to stop one more thing and to stop one more thing, and to stop one more thing. And then guess what happens then? You've gained momentum. Now 90 days have gone by, you stopped a lot of your vices, you've got greater discipline and structure in your life, you're getting leaner, more jacked, you're getting compliments, chicks are breaking their neck to look at you. Or in some of your cases, dudes are breaking their neck to look at you, and that's cool too. I don't give a fuck. But the point I'm making here is if you're stuck at rock bottom, you're either gonna wait it out and hope that things work out, or you have to become an active participant in crawling out of the hole that you dug yourself in. Because let's face it, more times than not, rock bottom, all the chips being out on the table is a byproduct of you making a string of bad decisions or avoiding the right decisions is what got you there. And so what am I telling you here? Embrace fitness for 30 days. Find the one thing that's destroying you and sabotaging you and stop that for 30 days. And when you do, you will fight your way, crawl your way, climb your way out of that rock bottom. And when you do, pay it forward to others. Because today we live in a time and place where the economy is fucked. Our nation's leadership is fucked. People are having a hard time paying their bills. Show some grace, show some kindness to others by forwarding this episode to them, letting them know that rock bottom is not permanent, that there is a plan of getting out of rock bottom. It's a very simple plan. Get lean and jacked for 30 days. Stop the one thing that's destroying you. Uh, that one thing you stop, by the way, could be fucking TV. If you're just binge watching TV late at night and therefore in the morning you're having a hard time getting up, fucking stop watching TV. In my case, that one thing that was destroying me was the bagels and cream cheese every night. What I'm saying is as you do this stuff, it'll stack on, on top of itself. The W's will stack just like the losses have stacked in your life right now. And guys, so with that said, I want to remind you that BK Live is taking place September 13th and 14th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Go to bedroskulian.com to register for BK Live. Come out and join us. Prices will go up in a couple months. And listen, if you got value from this episode, do me a favor and subscribe to it if you're on YouTube be able to, hopefully you can share it with people who need to hear this message, share it on social media. You know, we're living in a time where the economy is jacked up. The leadership that we have in this country, like I said, is jacked up. People have lost hope. They're not making as much money as they need to with their bills stacking up. And some people might secretly be at rock bottom. And you and I, could have a hand in helping them climb out of this. So guys and gals, remember this, that average is the enemy, success is your responsibility, and change can take place in an instant if you are willing to flip the switch. I'll see you next time. What's the difference between me and you? Back when Q was rolling with Lorenzo and a Benzo, I was banging with a gang of instrumentals. 